Yeah, no, there's absolutely not. And, and the most egregious part is we saw last week, if you watch the Dolphins, it was a Dolphins Chargers where there was a fumble, Dolphins fumble, and it, the progress wasn't ruled dead. Dolphins, Jeff Wilson pops the ball out. Tyreek Hill recovers it from behind and then turns it into a touchdown. If that play's blown dead, same thing. Usually they let it play out, review it. Patrick Peterson said the exact same thing after the game. He said, this is what you guys are supposed to do. He's yelling at the ref. You're supposed to let it play out. What are you doing? And Peterson, while he was doing that full body tantrum, kept telling the ref, you're doing it to us twice. You did it to us twice. What are you doing? He said he was just hopping mad uh, at the official for that one. But the Vikings find a way as they keep doing in a season where they are NFC North division champions, they do not have to wait for the Detroit Lions outcome on Sunday like it looked like they were going to have to for much of this game. Yeah, one thing I think uh, we could talk about Cousins and, you know, the day he had. But that defense was the punching bag all week. Uh, Ed Donatel was a punching bag all week. We saw some blitzes, that third down to Matt Ryan where he got hit and it popped up. That yep. was a blitz. When um, Hunter hit him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Hunter hit him, this is the last throw of the day. I think is the last one. That's before. The, yeah, and uh, they did what they had to do to to keep the team three points in the second half. Yeah. Now, Colts ran ten cap- plays in Vikings territory after halftime. Yeah. The caveat is that's one of the worst offenses in pro football, and it without is. Taylor, who went out on his first touch, but they weren't stopping anybody in, for the you know five previous games, and so you have to give that defense credit for given the offense enough chances to to make that comeback. Yeah, I mean the margin for error by that point, I mean when Peterson is saying we won't give up another touchdown, like that's that's a tall claim to make. I mean you may have to be almost perfect in the second half and and they were about as close to it as they needed to be. It's funny you say that. That is the exact word Daniel Hunter used when asking about the adjustments they had to make at halftime defensively. He said we just needed to be perfect. No pressure, right? <laughs> he didn't say the no pressure part. I'm adding that. But he said we just had he said we had to be perfect. And yeah, you're right. They were close to it in that second half. And I talked to Jordan Hicks after the game about what adjustments they made and he said throughout the week we heard the the mantra was aggression, be aggressive. Coaches are preaching to players uh, have an attacking mindset on defense, and we will match it with the game plan. And they seem to. I mean, it was Jordan Hicks said it was more man-to-man coverage. We we saw more blitzes. Uh, they did seem to play closer to the line. After the game, Jeff Saturday was asked about being too conservative on the Colts' offense, and he said, no, they were playing so close to the line on us, we were actually trying to take shots down the field that we could not connect on. One of those at the end of the game was when Peterson was cramping and was out. Chris Boyd was the target late in that game on a deep heave that we've seen that turn out very differently for the Vikings before when their starting corners are out. But at one point in overtime, Ben, they had Duke Shelley and Chris Boyd on the field. They Yes, <laughs> and it's worth noting that Cameron Dantzler was active for this game. And this that's probably more of a subplot to be figured out in the days to come. But the fact that they didn't start the game with – Dantzler, and then they didn't go to Dantzler when Patrick Peterson had to go out was awfully interesting. Yeah, Duke Shelley, I talked to him after the game too, and he had mentioned that since I took the reps, he didn't know, obviously, he's not in you know what the coaches are deciding, but he said what he was told was because he took all the reps throughout the week, um, the yeah, two practices Dantzler the- missed. Um, he said Dantzler was able to come back for that last day, but um, he didn't get much practice in. And so I do wonder if he was almost activated as an emergency option. Because be. if you remember, they act, or they elevated Perry Nickerson yes. and then deactivated him. Yep. And so I, I think the Nickerson thing was probably in case Dantzler could not go. But, yeah, you wonder if 
with all of the changes they made, they figured let's roll with the guys that at least were able to practice this. Yeah, and it seemed to work at least. Duke Shelley had a huge tackle at the end of regulation. Two minutes to go, Colts get the ball, tie game. They're marching to midfield, third and five, and they throw a slant to Michael Pittman, and he undercuts them for four yards, forcing the Colts to punt there. They decided to punt there at midfield. Um, That was a huge play that they have not gotten from their secondary at times, and they were aggressive. Daniel Hunter had one and a half sacks, three overall. Um, he kind of came back to life a little bit in this game. You saw from defensively at least what you wanted to see in the second half against an inferior, inferior opponent. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's kind of the, the thing everybody's been waiting for them to do is just go finish. Now, you don't want to have to get down 33 nothing to do it. But, yeah, I mean, like you're talking about, the defense was not the main culprit for that. You had – the blocked punt, which results in a touchdown. You had obviously the officiating stuff. You had a Chris a Chris Boyd face mask, which probably should have been holding, but certainly should not have been a face mask. But regardless, it wiped out a Jalen Rager return when Jefferson leaves the first time. Cousins throws a pick six. When Jefferson has to leave the second time, when he has to get checked for a concussion that he did not want to go get checked for, Cousins throws another pick. Uh, now down near the goal line to Rager in the second half. So a lot of things. And then the O'Connell calls with the fourth down getting stopped and then the Ryan Wright to Jalen Naylor attempt to to bring back the, the play they used in London. When that, not, that didn't work, those are basically turnovers because both of those were deep in Vikings territory. I, I think I looked in the first half, like 23 of the first 29 plays of the game were in Vikings territory. So, I mean, you're you're asking for trouble when you do that. Yeah, and the Vikings' defense gave up 22 points, but three of those four field goals were on such short fields, right? Yep. And another one of those field goals was after a long kickoff return, so essentially almost another short field. For the Colts, um, moving forward, we saw we mentioned Kirk Cousins' day. The offensive line gets together again, except for Garrett Bradbury, who's still out with those back spasms and tightness. Um, he continues to say it's not a long-term issue, but – at moments, they certainly look like they missed him against DeForest Buckner and this Colts front. That Colts front is perhaps the only playoff-worthy thing on that Colts team, and it is similar to the fronts that they faced, Buffalo, the Jets, stuff like that, and, and fronts they're going to face into the playoffs moving forward. But for now, guys, they hold off the Niners, who are really trying to get that number two seed in this NFC wildcard race. Um, Chip, I want to get your thoughts on what they have left to play for in these last three weeks. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's still going to be, you know, trying to get that number two seed. And I don't think you take your foot off the gas until you kind of know where you're at. I mean, you don't want to get a um, one of your key guys hurt down the stretch here. And that's something that O'Connell and his staff are going to have to balance versus, hey, we want to get that number two seed. But um, I, I think they're still, like, defensively, you want to see them build on this. The things that they showed in the second half – that kind of aggressive, uh, more aggressive approach. You want to see that kind of carry forward. Uh, this team is <laughs> – this is the most bizarre Vikings team, I think, in my time here in terms of just the way they go about uh, these games and they're able to look so bad at times and then really have to make gut check – clutch plays and they do it's uh <laughs> the entertainment value on this season i mean 
I want to see the before and after picture of Kevin O'Connell. He's going to be look like he's me with my yeah. gray hair yeah. at the end of the season because he's he has to be aging, uh, you know, in dog years. He got after asked afterwards, "Do you need a hot shower or a cold beer?" And he said, Man, "Both sound good." <laughs> Something to that effect. He, uh, yeah. The, to the point about the the playoff seating, though, I. I important for them to try to keep their foot on the gas and take the number two seed. The thing that that does, if you end up playing the 49ers in round two, and in, you know that's a, a lot to figure out because you have to play out to get there, you want that game here. I don't think you want to have to fly out there. Not that Levi Stadium is a terribly imposing environment, but the this is, and you don't want to have to fly to the West Coast if you don't have to do it. It's a long flight, and the game times can get weird and all that kind of stuff out there, but if you can play it here, I do think that matters an awful lot. So, Because um, I, I think that's a really tough matchup for them. I, I think the 49ers are one of those teams that just presents a lot of problems for the Vikings, just the way the 49ers are constructed. So if you can get that game here, that's a big deal. And the 49ers have all the tiebreakers because the Vikings now are 5-0 and in the AFC, against AFC teams, which means they have – three NFC losses. I believe the 49ers only have one or two. So the 49ers right now have the, well, if they end up tied, because they all, both have all NFC games left, the 49ers would have the tiebreakers. So I think for the sake of having that game here and the possibility of you know hosting an NFC title game, I guess, that all of that stuff, the seeding, I, I do think matters. Now, you also played 85 offensive snaps and like 80 defensive snaps today. So you have to figure all that out and keep guys fresh. But I think to whatever extent you can play for that seed, I think it's important to do it.